Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the latest episode of Who Will Be King of the NFC North. In this roundup episode, we explore the exciting world of the NFC North, discussing the thrilling week six results, not including the bye week for the Packers, and the providing a much anticipated preview of week seven. We have a lineup of our regulars representing each team. Hey, from the Bear Claw Podcast from Chicago. We also include June from Detroit doing bleachers to speakers. Myself from Vikings First and Skull representing, of course, the Purple. And Bob Love from Love and the Leapers representing your favorite cheeseheads. Together, we analyze the current state of the NFC North and debate whether it stands as one of the top divisions in the NFL or not. We also discuss the challenges and opportunities each team faces as they navigate the season ahead. From the impressive performance of the Detroit Lions to the upcoming test of the Green Bay Packers, Against the Denver Broncos at mile high, there is plenty to explore. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some engaging and insightful discussion about the NFC North in this episode of Who Will Be King? Let the battles begin. This is week seven. Hard to believe we've gotten this far so fast. Time sure does fly when you're having fun and when you're losing games. We've got the entire NFC North crew once again from Detroit. We've got Bleachers the Speakers affiliate June. How you doing? Doing great, man. You can catch Bleachers the Speakers on at 7 o'clock Monday nights. Uh on Motor City Metrics on YouTube. I'm great. How y'all doing? I'm excellent, man. I'm excellent. All things considered, I can't complain. <laughs> Dave, from our, our Vikings aficionado, first and skull, what's happening? Hey, everybody. Hey, we're having a good time this week. We were thoroughly disgusted after our win on Sunday. I'm sure we'll get into that shortly. But I want to <laughs> welcome everybody from the NSC North. 
the best conference in the NFL. Or you don't it? really have to talk about that. We don't really have to talk <laughs> about that game whatsoever. We can move fast. <laughs> and my my good buddy, representing the Packers, Bob Love from Loving the Leapers. Tell me what's good, man. Hey, we're just coming back from the vacation, our bye week. So we're hoping to throw the punches first week back. So everything's great right now. Hopefully, we're hoping we sign a new guy. Hopefully, we'll talk about that later. But as of right now, we're looking forward. Moving forward. That's that should be the, the title for this episode. Moving forward. I think we all all can resonate with that in some shape or form. Um, Dave, you brought it up. The NFC North as a collective. Are we I remember our first our first foray into this uh round table uh as we was heading into week one. We I think we all said as a collective that we are we should be thought of as at least a top three division. As it stands, after six weeks in the books, how do we feel, gentlemen, about that prognostication so far? I feel fine. It's funny, for the right? Detroit Lions. Everybody else, though, is they're looking. You know, we talked about all of us pre-gamed our seasons and pick games, and this is the toughest part of the schedule, and this is the easiest part of the schedule, and these are sure wins, and well, these games are going to be tough. Well, now everybody else that's turning out to play, at least you, your team pay, and my team are going, hey, we got an easy week. We're playing the Bears <laughs> and the Vikings. It's been frustrating. I think, I think the NFC West is really tough with uh, uh, Seattle, uh, Frisco. Um, the Rams are are playing good. I mean, I know they've lost a couple, but uh, – we didn't imagine uh, our division would be looking this way at this point of the season uh, early. Then you have uh, NFC South, and I think we're above the NFC South. I can I, I can honestly say that, but the NFC East has played out how we predicted it. We said uh, Dallas, New, uh, Philly. Uh, we didn't – I think there was a consensus here that we didn't believe in the Giants. I thought differently, though. I thought the Giants would be better, but uh, then you have uh, who's that? Washington. They're like in the middle of the pack, so they're looking like a, t- a tougher division than we are. But I don't know. I believe I resoundly disagree with your Giants assertion that they were a good team. I said they are terrible. They will be the last team in this division, if, if I'm not mistaken. If you put the, they were I think I said if you put the Giants. Mm-hmm. I think I remember saying that if you put the Giants in, in this division, they would come in last. Newsflash, uh, they're, probably, they're probably better than the team that, that I represent. <laughs> uh, Bob, let, let me get your opinion. Uh, as far as let, – let's just keep it – let's just keep it NFC. Let's just keep it local to that to that spec. The NFC North, are we third best division or are we bottom bottoms out division in this conference? I would say we have to – oh, man, the South – I don't know, we're teetering right now. You know, I thought the Vikings would put up a better – have a better record. They have better – they have a good, great stats. Good t- I thought the Vikings would have a better record to help stabilize the NFC North. Uh, the only thing that keeps us out of the bottom of the NFC – It's the Vikings' fault. Yeah, no, it's always – we knew, we knew the Bears were going to be where the Bears were. 
fighting to get to the third spot. Uh, you know, the Packers, I thought, would be behind the Vikings as far as uh, record goes. Well, you know, we're sitting, well, what is, are we seeing two or three? What's the Vikings are? One and four? One and five? Two and four. Two and four. Two and four now. And uh, we can be a very easy two and four this week. So it's very interchangeable. But from what I've seen around the league and, you know, there's people on the horn right now. We might have the best team in the the whole NFL right now with the with the Lions. You know, they're I know we had the 49ers up there, but you know, the 49ers have been in that same spot for the past four or five years. You know, right now we have we might have one of the better teams in the NFL, which is the Detroit Lions with their culture and the, they have everything put together. Uh do I think Jared Goff could finish it? Like I said at the beginning of the season, I don't think it'll be him. But they're playing really great football right now as a team all together. So they're the only ones holding us above water. I can't say shit. I can't can't say much about the Packers doing that right now. So if it was if we didn't have the Lions, we'd for sure be in the last spot in the NFC's uh, conference in my book. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 really Detroit versus everybody, and we Ooh. need Detroit. We need Detroit <laughs> to help us uh, help the help the division as a whole. Pull us up! Pull us up! <laughs> about time, right? About time, right? <laughs> about freaking time. The back hurts. Going through anxiety this year now, being in the bottom. Oh, you know, I never had, oh. never had this football anxiety. How do you feel? Oh man, uh, I'm killed man. I, it's it's like one game at a time <laughs> for me. You don't know you're there. You don't know. You just don't know you're at the upper echelon yet. Yeah, get to another. I, I, Bob, I was uh I was rooting so hard when we were five and oh one season. And uh I think we went five and five and six the rest of the season and squeaked into the playoffs and got bounced by New Orleans pretty bad. So I'm you know, it's one game at a time. I am not tripping, I'm not ego tripping. I, I I'm sipping the Kool-Aid, I'm not Drinking the Kool Aid, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, you said the same thing last week. That's that's fine. You can you can play, you play play lion in lion in the tall grass. Wait, you know, wait for the prey to come to come to you. We're that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But Bob brought it up. Detroit Lions are holding this holding this whole division up as a as a collective. Um, you're five and one right now. Mm-hmm. You've got Baltimore coming up this week. Mm-hmm. As somebody who's done some Baltimore work the, and watched them for, for for a couple of seasons, you understand Baltimore is a very good team. They are very sound yeah. on defense. Very, I mean, when I say on sound on defense, I mean they sound on the, against the run. They are sound against the pass. They are they are giving up. I think in the low eighties QBR versus um, opposing quarterbacks. Yes, but. There's good news is if you keep it close, Baltimore will give you the game. Do you have the necessary offense to to stay close, or is would you consider this to be your first real test? I think the first real test was versus Kansas City. To be honest, I do indeed think that this is a test versus Baltimore. They have a uh, they a very very good defense. Uh, and they also have a mobile quarterback. So 
in the past, Detroit Lions have had trouble with a mobile quarterback. Um, if you notice in game one, Mahomes got kind of got loose with his feet. Um, so that worries me. I honestly think that uh, this is a test, and I think it's going to be a difficult one. But the identity that the Lions have displayed is a team of grit and just hanging around and, and fighting to the end. So I think it's going to be a really good close game. All right. Baltimore is not very good at close games. I mean, even though they have the greatest field goal kicker ever, would you? The 61-yarder against us last year to end the game. It was disgusting. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Ah, synergy. Yeah. Time for payback then, right? If we keep it close – if we keep it close and make them play catch up, I think we'll be okay. But that defense is uh if you notice Tampa Bay's defense is pretty good against the run, and we're mm-hmm. down to our fourth string running back right now. Is that what we're calling Jameer Gibbs nowadays? Jameer Gibbs is yeah. out until they say he's in. He's been okay, out. Okay, all right. That's true. We that's true. He sat down for two weeks. We don't have any reports on him, and that's a hamstring. So who knows if he's playing or not? Uh, you minus uh, Montgomery's not playing. If Jameer Gibbs is not playing, uh, Knight got hurt one play in. We're down to Craig Reynolds, uh, and I don't even I can't even pronounce the fourth, the fifth string uh, running back. So, hey. You know, this is not a time to be down down running backs against a team that's the best against the run. And they're pretty good against the pass. And they have a ferocious pass rush. So, I don't know. It's it's a, it's going to be a tough one. Hey, listen, man. Craig Reynolds threw one of the best blocks. Threw the best block of week six. And, yeah. and, and don't forget, Detroit versus everybody. <laughs> we want to be we have to see you succeed from a division standpoint because you know it, it's not coming from one of our teams. It, you know that 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 much is sure. Um, swinging around to the the second best team in the division according to winning percentage, Bob, your Green Bay Packers coming hot off a ten. Well, you well you no you had a bye, so you had a what a two week. Two week break, almost. We had a very long, like almost fifteen days. Mm-hmm. I feel like fifteen days to think about who we are as a people. <laughs> like, we had fifteen days to address. I was hoping we would pick up a left tackle. Uh, we ended up picking up James Robinson. I mean, the last, you know, I guess right before the right when the we started official practice for week seven on Monday, so that's when it was announced. Uh, Looking forward to seeing him suit up. He was one of my favorites when I saw him in Jacksonville uh, going off. Uh, so hopefully he still has that, you know, that uh, that run, that fast speed that we're looking for. Uh, I know that he went to the Jets and got cut. But I think he was just overlooked because Brees Hall was going off at that time too. Uh, we do got guys that are coming back are healthy. Uh, guy, no, he's out for this. That's I don't even. I want to look into insurance on that. Like, we had this guy signed thirty million a year. And he's played four games in three years or something like that. Some crazy number. 
Uh, we got some type of insurance back in our salary cap for that. I feel like so we can actually go sign somebody. Uh, no, man, we're we're doing the Swiss Army knife again this year. We're it's it's like the same tales all the time with the Packers. We we want to we look within, you know. Uh, so hopefully they addressed it during their bye week and uh, the injuries that you know. The people that are coming back hopefully can help. But we got Aaron Jones back, which is a big playmaker for us. Uh, Alan Jenkins is going to be full 100%. He was out for a little bit, came back the last game, but he was still coming off injury. Uh, you know, I see the power ranking. We, people are giving Jordan Love a lot of crap, but uh, he's top 10 in the NFL power ranking. I saw, I wish I would have pulled it up so I would have just sources. because I know Dave's going to get me on it. I want to say numbers. But uh, I just I, – I think he, he's playing bad ball. But I think across the NFL, I don't think – if you're not Tua, you know, you're not Jalen Hurts out of the top three. Uh, even Jared Goff has some crazy percentage going out with his interceptions, right? Like he hasn't thrown an mm-hmm. interception in like 17 years or some stupid crap. Uh, <laughs> I just think yeah, hopefully he finds his willy, you know, his mojo. And he comes in. Denver is a good team to come in off a of bye and really get that home run swing going the way they're playing. They're, I think they're they're at a fire sale state. So hopefully they're a stepping stone. You know, after this bye, hopefully we have a good uh, fire rash of uh, being teams. So really, like I said, the, the mantra for me is looking forward. But talk to me next week. Speaking <laughs> talk, of looking forward. <laughs> so... Looking forward to this coming weekend, you all have the Broncos. And as a team that's seen the Broncos, I can tell you a lot about what I think you all should do to go ahead and get that W. But I'm going to ask you instead, what do the Packers need to do to go ahead and come out of the bye week and beat Sean, the Sean Payton Broncos? Make make Russ throw the ball. Uh, make And you know what? After I watch the Denver Broncos play last week, uh, I, don't, I think they lost by a stupid decision. I forgot what the score was. Uh, Russ, typical Russ, overthrown wide receivers. But you know what? Stephen A. Smith was uh, Stephen A. Smith. Steve Smith wasn't far off from Jerry Judy. He looked like a pedestrian out there. So if our corners can lock down, uh, and we can stop that run. Uh, Jair said it like he Jair's a ton. Talking about the defense, how the defense needs to be like, uh, in a sense, the older brother because they're the most uh, experienced on the field right now. Is to stop the other team from scoring. Obviously, you can never, you know, I mean, you can shut out teams. We've seen it, but limit the teams from scoring touchdowns and putting our offense in a position to win uh, is what I expect. Is what I want to see is our defense giving us a chance. You know, now that we have Aaron Jones coming back. Uh, and Javante Williams is not having a great year running. So if we can stop their running, uh, just make, like I said, make Russ throw and lie down corners, we will be in a position to beat the Denver Broncos. And I think moving forward, if we can do that, there's some winnable games on our schedule where we can come up, you know, in a wild card playoff spot and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, everything, any given Sunday type of deal. So, that's what I expect from us is our defense to really come back and be the ones that win these games for us the next few few weeks. I'm going to go ahead and say it for everybody in this room. If you don't beat the Broncos, you're not going to the playoffs. 
No, my team already didn't do it, so we know where my team's going. <laughs> if we don't beat the Broncos, we don't. We're not. We're not going to the playoffs. I agree. There's. Uh, it's been the the window now is very small. You know, it's like the. It's like when your kid trying to go out for the last run, the, the sun's coming down and the lights are about to turn on, like, and you're asking your parents, that's where we're at right now. Like, but it's a, uh, it's a very uh, dim, dim, uh, small window we have. Even if we want to make the playoffs and do anything at all is if we find our mojo. Otherwise, if we don't have a mojo, we're not doing nothing. We have no identity yet. There's no identity. We have, we're walking around like, the the no faces from Game of Thrones like it's just very it's a very hard time right now to be a Packer fan but you know what this is where we stick through it this is why we need Packer love the leapers to be out there to help us usher uh, the people into a new era so I promise I'll be more on and we'll be there for the people if anything this is a get right game for your quarterback my quarterback had his best game in his career against this Denver Bronco defense. I Jordan Love has been average to to be to be nice. He's been average this season. If there if if he's going to prove anything, if your season is going to bowl over to anything, it's probably going to have to show itself this Sunday. I think I think we speak for I, I think I can speak for you as, as well on that on that uh on that tip. Every game is a contract game. He signed a one year deal, so if he can't do something, you know he's twenty. He it was a third year extension. They brought it down to one year guarantee, twenty some million, twenty one or twenty two million dollars. I think he may get most twenty three. But this is a contract here. Every game, this is every game for him right now is proved to be the next generational quarterback for us. So no, if he if he can't beat the Broncos, yeah, you're very much right. We might as well put in our backup and see what our backup can do. You know, start shopping quarterbacks because if you can't beat a team that the Bears beat or you know that not even the Bears that lost. By the deficit, Bear, the Bears should have beat. Should have beat. Yeah, only I thought you guys lost by two. I forgot about that. Right? Was a yeah, two or three. Yeah, but even so, uh, the Denver Broncos lost by fifty points to the Dolphins. Even though the Dolphins are high <laughs> running the offense, but like, come on, like we can't. Is we can't even. Point? I'm more. I'm more scared that we make the Denver Broncos look good. You know, we don't score any points. All of a sudden, Broncos drop twenty-eight zero on us in the half. And we're trying to climb back, you know. Uh, I don't want to see a comeback win. I want to see a rollover win at the Broncos. And that, even at a comeback win, there's skepticism right there. I want to see us roll them over and start to play a complete game. That's all I want. That's all I ask for. All I ask for from Baby Jesus is a complete game from Jordan Love and the Packers. That so. is interesting. I, I did not know that Jordan Love was only one year. Uh, yeah, I mean... It, Please, I do. One thing I don't need is the Packers joining this Q- QB race uh, for the draft. All right, um, <laughs> right. It's I like, don't need that. Very much <laughs> so, dude. Very much so. Now you know what? That's a sweet spot for me right there. Everybody talks about Caleb Williams. Oh, talk to me in December. We might be in that spot for him. There's quite a few good quarterbacks this class. So even if you miss out on Caleb, there's quite a few as. That's leaving for the NFL. That's going to be pretty good. This year's uh, crop is way yeah. better than last year's. All right. I think all right. I all think right. Was, enough. Enough. Yeah. Enough. We don't need to talk about Packers getting another quarterback. Enough. <laughs> enough. Well, I don't know if you all saw Caleb Williams 
wants is reportedly wanting partial ownership to whatever team he goes to. That's perfect for the Green Bay Packers, where you yeah. can get partial ownership <laughs> by paying whatever it is, two hundred and fifty dollars, and get a piece right. of paper. <laughs> right. well, for free. He doesn't even need to put the two hundred fifty dollars in. Well, we have the GoFundMe going right now. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll talk about this unfortunate week six happening that happened in this division. Do we have to? I don't want to, but let's do it anyway. All right, Dave. It's that time. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. You guys, you guys beat us. Not for trying. They were trying trying. to lose. (laughs) Oh, it was bad. I have not seen such an ugly, bad game, I don't know, in decades. That was miserable for a fan to watch on either side. It was bad. And yes, my Vikings pulled out the win. That's yay. (laughs) We've got a bunch of stuff to fix. Our vaunted offense, right, with all that talent, still can't do squat. In the second half, had five, three, and outs. Five. Only two first downs. Only yeah. two first downs. And five, three, and out. That's horrible. And it's not because the Bears' defense is spectacular. It's because our offense is that poor. Agree about your defense. You think there? your defense is spectacular? No, 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 no. I was, I was, I was thinking. I, I wanted, I want to say, well, the defense did have something to do with it. Oh yeah, but they under- did. I know. I'm not disagreeing there, but I think the Vikings had more to do with it themselves than yeah. your defense because all the drops, the turnovers. It was just the only two games the Vikings have won. Our defense has got a touchdown. That's it. Our offense Mm -hmm. has not given us a winning score yet this season. Really? Yeah. And it's. How many many points does Cousins have? Does he have like a. Is he like top QB right now with all the stats? He's he's around 10th. Okay. But. Okay. It's. It's. It's bad. Even even with JJ, we're not scoring like we anticipated. It's they're like I said, they're fumbling, they're dropping the balls, the um, passes, they're hitting guys in hands, and it's and it's across the board. It's not just this guy or that guy. It's everybody, and it's mm-hmm. and it's extremely frustrating for fans. People are starting to question all sorts from our GM to our head coach to Kirk Cousins to offensive line. It's all up for discussion. And our offensive line has played actually extremely well this season. They're ranking top five, and it's uh, which is surprising. But they give up. They'll, they'll play great most of the game. But on one or two stupid plays, it's whoop. There goes the guy. Kirk Cousins is smashed. And that's the way the game's gone. I feel, pay. honestly, I don't know if I wanted you guys to win, but I wouldn't have been surprised. Now, speaking of that game, how's your quarterback doing? I haven't heard Shit. any follow-up on his injury. Um, as of right now, it's uh, they haven't given a, a timetable for Justin 
Justin Fields's dislocated thumb. For those that aren't aware, the Bears lost to the Vikings this past week, 19 to 13, if not mistaken. In the beginning of the third quarter, our quarterback was flushed from the pocket. He tried to escape and make something happen. Daniil Hunter came from behind, sacked him. He fell on his thumb and dislocated it, as stated. Um, they have they had an MRI. They haven't ruled him out for any type of any prolonged amount of time. They haven't put him on IR or anything like that. Um, so, so the idea is that he's just a pain tolerance thing. We can figure out how. Hey, when can you, how much pain can you can you deal with, and when can you grip the ball and 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 well enough to play? And I think this. I think it's posturing. If I mean, you know, I know you didn't ask, but it's it's posturing at this point. They Justin Fields' era, sad to say, is is officially over in this Chicago. I did at, like at this point. Badgett coming in. I thought he did rather well. Considering, he got, yeah, we he, blitzed he, he, him every single play except for one pass plays. Yep, and that is that is Badgett. Badgett gets the ball, and he and he. He knows where he wants to go with the ball, and he and he and he and he's very deliberate with that. Justin, the 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 major knock on him coming into the season, he's not deliberate enough on where where he wants to go. He doesn't process the information enough. He told you himself, "I don't want to be a robot. I don't need I don't need all this information bogging me down while I'm trying to play football." If he had more information, he would still be healthy right now. Uh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks all the way. It, everything's bad right now in Chicago. Yeah, we're. It's um, I forget the it's term. It, it's uh, it, it's it's the it's the, it's that infinity symbol right now. It's we're just going <laughs> in the same. We're just going in circles, yeah. doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, another quarterback, another three years with a quarterback, and okay, on to the next one. Another three years with a coaching staff, on to the next one. It's 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 exhausting but i can't say i haven't been here before i know i know this drill at least one thing one thing's for certain there there dave um you said you told me last wednesday you say hey we are not in the caleb williams sweepstakes we are not tanking congratulations we saved you from that you, you're oh. you're not going to you i don't know oh it's that's a huge a, talk on ours. Ass. they're talking about uh Quasi Adolfo Mansar, GM, that reports are the Vikings are open for business. They're looking for folks that want to trade for assets that wish to come to the Vikings because we have quite a few that are on their final years of their contract that might be open. The biggest blue chipper of that bunch is Daniil Hunter. There's also uh, Marcus Davenport, who's out again, injured, high ankle sprain, out four to six weeks. And but there's we've got a bunch of them, and people are inquiring now whether we do that or not, whether we're sellers, major sellers, or we come into the trade deadline right after the Packers game and beat buyers is up to what the Vikings do in the next two weeks. Because if they somehow miraculously pull out wins, especially this Monday, and then the following week against the Packers, they'll be four and four, and they'll keep everybody because they'll try to make the run. They don't consider to be in it. They want to add. They want to add to that. 
right? They, they would rather so, who, who who would you guys want to add right now to help the Vikings win? What assets do you guys need right now to win? I'd like a uh, certain from Denver. Mm. Yeah, that's Patrick certain. Yeah, and they had a fire. It was sale so too. different a week ago. It was also different. We go. I wanted my team to go get certain a week ago. Now I got to hold on to all our draft picks and assets because we got to build a whole new team again. Well, and we're going to be in building mode too because both our edge rushers, Davenport and O'Neill, are on one-year deals, even though they have dead money in the next year. And the whole dead money issue is a heartburn spot. Along with DJ Wanham, who is also on his last year of his contract. So we have no edge rushers next year, except for Andre Carter, the cadet we drafted out of West Point. We need edge rushers. We need interior D-line. We're going to need our quarterback of the future, most definitely, because Kirk Cousins, I think, is on his he's yeah. on his last D, uh, year of his contract, but I think he's on his last year with the Vikings. And so most definitely. we are full-blown into the same mode, that Chicago will be, Green Bay will suffer through. That's. Oh, yeah, I put it like that. I oh, you put it like that. It's a learning <laughs> experience for us. Yeah, and I hope you learned. I hope you learned so much that you're playing games in Milwaukee. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, Chicago, unfortunately, unfortunately, Chicago does have a game also this this weekend. We are. <laughs> We are expected to begin the Tyler Badgett era. Uh, Who? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Our, Tyler Badgett out of, oh, it's uh, Shepard. Shepard, D2 Division school. Two. Yeah. D2 oh, school, Shepard, Shepard College. Uh, he was the, like he a- was the, he was a star of the preseason. He made all the all the Bears fans, most of them, well, a certain section of Bears fans were loving him, loving his 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 act during the preseason. He ran around, made plays. You know, he, you know, you know the old story. Yeah, the the backup quarterback's always popular, the most popular guy in town, and Badgett is definitely that until game time starts and. We in you know the real Badger shows up. I mean, he, he's good for some spectacular stuff. I don't want to wish any ill on him, definitely because as a Bear fan, I do want him to be successful. And but I do not want him to be so successful that 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 <laughs> that dumb quarterback controversy follows it. That's the last thing we need. See, that's what I'm hoping for in Green Bay. Is that love is <laughs> successful enough that they go ah just one more year. <laughs> yeah, well, well, in Green Bay, we have Sean Clifford, too. We have a guy who played very well in college and who's played big games, and he played very well in the preseason. I'm a big Sean Clifford fan, so I'm with Jordan Love, but I, mean, I I think we have a great backup. But if we get, you know what, I'm not going to get into it. Well, <laughs> I won't get into it. I'm with Jordan Love. I have to be, I have to be confident with Jordan Love for the next year, so. Trail of all the way, baby. Me and you in the same boat because yeah. this is this is this is Justin Fields. Is he's this would end his third. This is in his yeah. This, the end of this season will be at the end of his third season. Jordan Love. So effectively, he's got one more one more year with the Bears, and he has a fifth year option. He probably probably won't get. Um, Jordan Love. This is the end of his rookie deal. He has and he signed a one year extension for twenty twenty four. 
So we're they're they're all they're all auditioning. They're both auditioning. Yeah. Kirk and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, as as you already stated, Dave, this is you know his his time with the, his time with the Vikings is numbered. It's it probably count that number on two hands right now. In mm-hmm. June, we at some point we thought. They, we thought that uh, Detroit was going to be in the market for a quarterback, a young quarterback. He too, as well. I mean, it might be a change of the guard all around in, in, in the near future. Yeah, I think golf. we're in the market for. I think we're in the market for a quarterback. Golf is, uh, and we all know that or have that feeling amongst us fans that golf is for now, not for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll, 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 he's he's doing good now, and but. They drafted a uh, they drafted Hendon Hooker last uh, last draft, knowing that he wouldn't be ready for this year, uh, that he could hopefully be ready in the in the next year. But there's a big crop of quarterbacks coming out this year, and I I wouldn't be surprised in the later rounds that they drafted one, just you know, just to be safe because right now you have golf golf who's actually managing the games uh he's not you're he's not a game breaker type of quarterback he's not going to put up 400 yards uh he's going to make a mistake every now and then and i think that's a good recipe for a quarterback but not one that most teams that build dynasties and uh, are built upon. You need that quarterback, that prolific quarterback that can win you some games. Uh, when it, when the defense doesn't play, show up. That quarterback can win you a game. When you need that 300 or 400 yard passing, when you need that Aaron Rodgers type of scramble, you know, <laughs> when the game's on the line or the comebacks, you know, those type of uh, plays from a quarterback. And I don't think Goff is, is capable of doing. Uh, but like I said, he's serviceable. He's serviceable for now, in my opinion. Um, no knock to what he's done. No, no knock to what he's going to do. But at the same time, I think if you're going to lean on uh, a quarterback that's going to give you like playoff runs year in and year out, you need a a, a dynamic quarterback. How old is he? 28, 29? He's 29. He just, his birthday just passed, October 14th. He may just turn yeah. 29. Wow. He's so, older than I thought. Yeah. So he's, you know, like I said, you're at a point where you can be picky and pick some, you know, you don't have to pick the first quarterback. You can develop a quarterback. Maybe that's their plan with Hendon Hooker. But uh, I know Foster could tell you himself that sooner or later, you know what I'm saying, if we want to turn the corner, Gonna need that special quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even. But with that being said, you Trent said Dil- Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, right? But yeah, but that was one year, one and done with the best defense. Like, so you can win with golf, but I'm talking about a continued success. You look at quarterbacks like, and, and I hate to, I don't want to gas Bob up, but or or piss him off one or the other. But Aaron Rodgers, when you had a quarterback there, there was not a game that you thought that you had, that you just weren't, were out of. You With Aaron Rodgers, you always had a chance, game in and game out, 
because of Aaron Rodgers. You you, you always had a chance. Same with Brett Favre before that. Same with Brett Favre before that. So that's the kind of quarterback you need. And and, in this league, uh, Mahomes is doing it now. (laughs) Kansas City fans aren't too much worried because you have Mahomes back there. Yeah, but when do we when uh, Jared Goff is enticing because he's what he makes thirty million a year. Yeah, I like, like his, his contract is almost over, though I believe. Yeah, but comparatively, we're paying they're paying quarterbacks like fifty million dollars a year. So you can build, you can build your team, and this live teams like what Dolphins are doing, riding off Tua's rookie contract and maxing their credit card out on everybody else. Goff gives you. Money to even build more. I mean, you guys had Sauce Gardner in the beginning; you lost him, but you can you have a good defense. Maybe go out there and uh, go get a stable wide receiver one, and then maybe golf with a serviceable golf. You see where he takes you that way too. I just found you know something out. And, and Bob, you you bring that up, Bob, and I, and I always like me and Foster used to go back and forth before the draft, right? And on my draft board at six. I had Jason Peters, and at 18, I had Joey Porter Jr. at corner because I said those were two pressing needs that you needed on this defense. And although the defense is playing better than expected, just imagine how that defense would be with uh, Jerry Porter Jr. on the other side and Jason Porter in the middle. Yeah, I guess. I mean. Yeah. Well, you, you guys would have beat us up bad. You guys would have beat us worse then. <laughs> like, I don't want to see that. Like, I, I mean, just, that. I mean, the route they took was was getting Jameer Gibbs, uh, trading out the spot and getting Jameer Gibbs. Uh, obviously, there was some stuff going on with Swift behind the scenes, where they knew they weren't. He wasn't going to be the guy, and. I'm a little bit different as far as my decisions on what should have happened. I'm just dealing with what we have and I'm cheering for the GM. I'm behind them, uh, whatever. But me, I had those at 16, at six and 18, uh, Jason Peters, uh, and, and Joey Porter Jr. So, and they're doing very well right now. Very well for their respective teams. What'd you find pay? What I found out is that three-fourths of this division is going to be looking for a quarterback at the same exact offseason. I don't so, think we're going to – I don't think it's going to happen Jordan, to the Packers. I think they go one Jordan more Love, his, his contract – Jordan Love's contract, his, his contract that he's on now, the, the, well, the one-year extension that he has is up after two, up after next season, just like Jared Goff and just like Justin oh. Fields is uh, especially. Yeah. We're all we're all being the oh. same market, swimming in the same pool, fishing at the same pool, rather. Are you sure it's after next season? Yeah, that according to Spotrack. I'm looking I'm getting everything okay. from Spotrack. So credit to Dave. Dave beats us again. Dave beats us to the yeah. to the punch. Hey, we still yeah. got to draft it. So Yeah. I mean, okay. you gotta bet. I well, the thing is like like I said at the beginning of the season, I believe in development. And to, we all we, Packers knew what they're getting into this year. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same stepping stone as Justin Fields. We were giving him more leeway. And like I said, I said if you're gonna, if you guys want to get any cream of the stock out of Justin Fields, you trade him before the deadline this year. I think you guys get your. He's at his highest point, or he walks away. 
You know, or I guess you got you have one more year. I guess you can trade him after the season. Never mind. You know what? The Bears have the Bears have you know done this, have failed this at for generations. And you know what? It's time. It's time to get crazy. It's time to do something that we've never done. You know what we should do? We, we Justin Fields is still in the contract. We're going to keep him. He's going to go into next year as a starter. And we're going to. You know what? We got. We have two first round draft picks. Let's just draft the best two quarterbacks on the board right there with both of those picks. And now we have three. <laughs> now we have three quarterbacks going into camp. One of them is going to be good. Tennessee, Tennessee did it. Yeah, no, Tennessee. Ryan Hanhill goes down. They have two high picks. They have Malik Will, uh, and they have uh, yeah, I just had his name of Will Levi. Mm-hmm. Tennessee is doing that right now. The uh, Washington did it. Way yeah, back. Washington did it with Russell Wilson and uh, uh, not Russell Wilson um, with uh, R- uh, RG three, RG three, and Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Yeah. Yep, yep. So yeah, I mean, you might have to get crazy. I'm, I'm t- listen. We hey, can't we can't put our, all our eggs in the same basket. We've done this before. Let's do something. Let's, let's get crazy with it. Yeah, hey, sign for cousins. Sign for cousins next year. I'm gonna give you some advice, Bay. Give you some advice. I'm, I'm the Bears GM, right? Uh huh. Caleb has already said his demands. He, he gave, even gave a list of teams he was going to. He even made a quote saying. These are the teams I plan in. I will make just as much money staying an extra year in college with the NIL as I would in a rookie contract. And these are the teams. And the Bears wasn't one of those teams. However, you have Justin Fields, right? With that first pick, there's a very, very good crop of quarterbacks that are in this draft. Uh, you got the guy out of North Carolina. Drake Bay. You got J.J. McCarthy. You got uh, Michael Penix Jr. You have some very, very good quarterbacks you can choose from uh, going forward. But that second pick, I would pick a quarterback, and I would go Marvin Harrison Jr. as your wide receiver. You you got a you got a bona fide wide receiver there, and you got a young quarterback that's there to develop under if Justin Fields don't get it right, then you can do if he if he goes into camp and does right, you have you have a trade piece with Justin Fields. That's you know, just what happened. You you know, June, you you've been listening to some local radio. The, uh, a lot of Chicago wants you to wants to do the exact same thing. And I, and I and I and I promise you if Ryan Pose, the Bears general manager, if he's listening to this, first <laughs> Welcome. Second, <laughs> he became engorged. You know, to use to use a to use a uh, a safe word. Listening to that, he loves wide receivers. Um, yeah. And I've already said right now, I was like, his job is the his job is hanging on this draft, this upcoming draft. And if he, I I promise you, June, if he drafts a wide receiver in the first round, I'm storming. I'm storming Hallis Hall. I'm storming Hallis Hall like they stormed the Capitol. It's going. But, it's going to be. It's going to be a problem. I don't want to see DJ another wide Moore, receiver. Yeah. DJ Moore on one side and Marvin Harrison Jr. on the other, and getting overthrown. We don't want to throw the ball. I mean, no, no, no. We we have. Hey, we have. Talking, what I'm saying is, your first pick is that quarterback. Either he's going to develop or be the guy. So you have a safety net. You know what I'm saying? If you're that, these quarterbacks are are going to be very good. That's in this crop. Can 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 you? Uh, well, 
what was one? What's some of the glaring things that stood out to you in this past game between the Vikings and the Bears? I know the off the Vikings offense was was crazy. Uh, the Bears' inability to diagnose a blitz, an obvious blitz. What well, did you notice anything else going on with the Bears' offensive line? With their offensive line, yeah, uh, not tremendously. I wasn't looking that hard. I mean, they were the only, Bears. They allowed a lot of pressures. A decent amount, a, a very decent amount. We can talk about that too, but I mean that that'll probably take the show another into another thirty minutes. But well, another the thing game, the Bears can't do, another thing the Bears can't do, a pro, uh, uh, apparently, is snap the ball. We, I know what you're we about. need we need That's help there. everywhere. You you exactly. can't address you can't address the center position in the draft, man. You're you're in trouble. You need yeah, no, you, you got to get a bat. You got to go get a guy that's been playing years in that position because we had a rookie. We were still playing off him, and he is freaking terrible. No, it's just not that. There's not, not that very many that can make the immediate jump. And this goes for all offensive linemen. Yeah. From college to pro. I now, agree. Can a center do it? Possibly. Can a guard? Possibly. Can a tackle? Possibly. It depends. That's why there's so few and far between, and there's only a small percentage that can make that leap and not suck their rookie year. Mm-hmm. Most do. We have my team, Garrett Bradbury. He's in his fifth year. His first three, he was horrible. Absolutely horrible. And we're talking about getting rid of him because he's so bad. He turned it around. Now he's playing great. Which is surprising because he hasn't changed his size, and I think he's a little small. But that transition from college O line, no matter which position, to offensive or to NFL O line, is a process. It's and it happens to be my specialty and heartthrob when I'm talking football. Because of the way college ball is played, you're not having the power guys like you did back in the '70s and '80s and 90s that are coming out. You don't you no longer have all the young kids playing Pee-wee and Pop Warner and all that sort of stuff coming up. And a lot of it's because parents are worried about concussions and all that stuff along with kids are more busy playing on their Xbox that they're not outside. Our whole society has changed over the last few decades whereas you know, we were outside any chance we could get and play, but that was before technology. So we were always doing pickup games. We were learning. We, you know, we love to get hit each other and bang, bang, bang. So you have a smaller pool to draw from going into college. Plus, a lot of high schools are doing seven and nine man teams, eliminating a lot of those linemen. You have a smaller pool going into college. College is playing a different game where they're spread and they're not asked to block generally like they would in the NFL, then they get to the NFL, they still need development and they need to do that transition. So if you're drafting a lineman, unless he's a true blue chipper, expect that to take at minimum two years, if not three or four, for that guy to develop into something. And that's hard to find in the draft, even at, even at center. I've seen so many, was it, I'm trying to remember the Outland Trophy, I think it's for the centers, that come in. Bradbury was one. And like I said, first for 
three years, he was horrible. Mm-hmm. And there's others, but it's it's hard to find a guy that's developed. And I'm almost with you on this, Bob. Go for a guy coming off his first contract. That is probably the smartest move because he's made that transition and he's just coming into his prime. Yeah, and on the contrary with uh, the youth, look at the difference of what you see Aiden Hutchinson doing and uh, T.J. Watt with the different methods of how they attack the middle and the centers now. Mm-hmm. They, they they fake in, fake out. They, there's new techniques that they're doing. And the centers now, they can't, they can't move their heads fast enough because they're too worried about the snap count. So you need – Jeff Saturdays are long and few now. Like, you're not going to see that anymore. And you like got to remember, most NFL teams, the center calls the blocking protection, not the quarterback. We have a guard playing center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lucas Patrick, old Packer. We have a guard playing center. He couldn't snap the ball on Sunday, and he got benched midway through the game. That's we have we have a lot of holes to fill. Unfortunately, we don't have enough time to go through all of them to discuss all of them in nauseam. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. will be will be great if our if our general manager fills some of those holes before before the draft starts. But pause. <laughs> but if if once once we have our draft our draft show we can discuss all that ad nauseum. This has been a great hour of power for the NFC North Roundtable. Bob, where can the where can everybody find you and your show? Love and the Leapers on Apple and uh, Spotify. I will be doing at least some peppering of the week and then one official show with. Hopefully, I'll have a colleague coming up. Can't wait to hear it, June. What about you? Bleachers of Speakers on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and you can catch our visual show on Motor City Metrics on YouTube. Monday nights, Great. 7 o'clock. Great. Great. Writing that down right now. Dave, tell everybody where they can hear all your great Vikings tidbits. Vikings first in skull on your favorite podcast aggregator. We have stuff that is not on our YouTube, so uh, podcast-only content, so I encourage everybody to go there. Also, we're found on YouTube at Vikings First and Skull. We have a a variety of shows to include the Real Forno Show, which is going to start here in about 45 minutes, a little bit longer, where Tyler's going to discuss some of the controversies of the Vikings. And then we have two old bloggers, on Saturday is a traditional pregame show where Darren and I, the two old-timers, get together and we take that long, in-depth view of what's happened during the week and then pregame and do the pregame for that week. Our pregame we'll do this week on Saturday as normal. And then on Monday, prior to the Monday night game against the San Francisco 49ers, where we expect to be boat-raced, We'll be on again with a special Vikings first and skull. Good luck, Dave. <laughs> Good luck. And for your Chicago Bears content, follow the Bear Claw. You get me, you got Q, you got all, all your favorites coming at coming at you live three times a week. We can find you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts while that's still around. Amazon Music, Safari, Chrome, even 
Ask Alexa. She knows what it is. Ask her to play us. She can she'll help you out. Come see us on YouTube. Come see us on TikTok. Come find us on Facebook. You'll get all your funny clips, all your all your immediate memes, all the all the fun stuff to engage with. Check us out. Any parting shots, any last words, gentlemen, before we get out of here and go back to uh weeping. <laughs> and Godspeed to all of us. This week I'm I'm with I'm with everybody. Godspeed. <laughs> We're gonna go into the second half of the season. Godspeed. I'm just hoping that this isn't an 0-4 week again. Yeah, that's now it's hey, you know what? You know, go lines go. <laughs> all right. From from me, June, Dave, and Bob. Catch you next week. Bear down. Go, Pat, go. Go, Vikings. Thank you for listening to this NFC North group effort on the Fans First Sports Network. This has been a The Bear Claw Podcast. Bleachers to Speakers. Love and the Leapers, Vikings First and Skull, and of course, the Fans First Sports Network production. Thank you for listening.